Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. I just smashed down my cup of tea. I'm sorry, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations. Happy Wednesday or whatever day you're listening to us. That was very air. Yes, I I mean, we're going to do our Bali edit the next episode after this episode, but we are fresh from holidays and we feel good. So- no, we don't. You've just had Bali, Bali. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I actually feel no, rejuvenated. That's for the next week's episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for the Bali edit. I feel rejuvenated. Okay, great. We love that. Oh, yes. A, a short little circuit breaker. Yeah, it was a short little circuit breaker. Great holiday. Again, we'll talk about it in a Bali edit. But for this week, we have a very important issue. Well, not issue. A cause that we'd love to talk about. And we had one of my dear friends who I grew up with, Claire. I was going to say Claire Beatson because that's what I know her as, but she's now married. Um, she came on and spoke about the Donate Life uh, organ, organ Donate Donation Week. I can't even talk. So basically what Tully's trying to say, this week is we- Organ Donation Week. Exactly what Sarah said. Thank you. You're welcome. And we had Claire on because you grew up with her and Claire is actually actually a recipient of a double lung transfer. Exactly. So CF, I'm um, sorry, Claire. Oh my God, I cannot talk today. I just said I was rejuvenated. Now I can't even talk. So Claire has cystic fibrosis and got to a certain point in her life where she had to have a lung transplant. Mm. So we talk a little bit about that and we talk about how important it is to go on to one of the organ, we, will be an organ donate. The stats that. that we go through about organ donation mm. is wild and look, and I'll kick it off this episode, I'm not an organ donor. Yeah, it's I've, made us think, though. Uh, absolutely, and mm-hmm. it's made us have a conversation. And if you get anything from this episode, I think it's just have a think to yourself. Um, if you want to have, be an organ donor yeah. and if you are, have a conversation with your family and loved ones. But we also spoke about with having an organ that's like from someone else. Someone yeah. else and the, it's. I was just speaking to Claire and it's like, the shitty thing is for you to win, someone has to lose. Mm-hmm. How to, And we speak all about that, all the shit you see in Hollywood movies mm-hmm. about organ recipients. We talk about that because I don't know. Yeah, so I was, I didn't know anyway, but I think it's really important. So the Donate Life, their awareness week is from Sunday the 23rd of July to Sunday the 30th of July in Australia. It's basically to create public awareness campaign to encourage more Australians to donate. And it's a really important cause. You can donate uh, in one minute. It takes one minute and one life can save seven people's lives. Which is a statistic we talk about in the podcast and I was mind blown, which is absolutely incredible. So you can register at donatelife.gov.au with three taps on your Medicare app. So it's very easy. We all use our phones. It's easy to do. And if you're thinking about doing it, I think this is your sign to go ahead and do it. 
enjoy our conversation. Have a beautiful week, guys. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and pass on to all your friends. (laughs) Have a great week. We love you. Bye. Good morning, girls. Hi. Claire, welcome to Curious Conversations. Thank you for having me. We're excited to have you on because you are a fellow listener of Curious Conversations. So thank you. You're welcome. We're very excited. So I've known Claire since I was like, fuck, I reckon like prep. Yeah, I was trying to work out. I said 30 years and then I was like, no, we're not old enough to be 30 years. <laughs> yeah. But it literally is yeah, 30 years. Literally. So Claire and I, I was best friends with uh, Claire's sister and I literally was at your house like every weekend. Yeah fun stuff, doing naughty stuff, you know, doing all the grown-up <laughs> things that we thought we were doing. But we, so growing up, I don't know, maybe do you want to do a little bit of an intro? I don't know how you want to start this. I can start it anyway. Yeah. I, I have a question. Yes. <laughs> when did you first find out that, uh, do you, I, I'm just going to use this term, Claire, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. wasn't well. So, I mean, I suppose I like, when I first met Jess, like I knew you had CF, but yeah. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. So um, growing up, like, I don't know, I just knew that you had CF, but yeah. I never knew anything about it. So could you just give us a little rundown of what cystic fibrosis is? Sure. So CF is a multi-organ genetic disease. Yeah. Um, it affects the lungs, digestive system, uh, can affect kidneys, liver, bones, Um pretty much sinuses, like everything. Yeah. Um, it gets sort of pigeonholed as a lung condition, uh-huh. but it's not just a lung condition. Oh, just, see, that's what yeah. I thought it was. Okay, yeah. so that's interesting. So it's because, yeah, growing up I, like, would have thought it was just lung, so it's not. No. So okay. our digest- digest- digestive system doesn't work, so we don't produce enzymes to break down food. So we have oh. um, medication that breaks down our food for us. So okay. Then things like um, diabetes is another, wow. little, I wouldn't say side effect, but a little side thing that yeah. you can get, osteoporosis. Um, yeah, so, and it can affect so many things. Yeah. How, or, or how old were you when you first found out that you were, say, different to your siblings? Well, you're born with it. Yeah. But I wasn't diagnosed till I was three, oh, wow. I think. Jess was a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now it's diagnosed at birth. They do okay. a um, test through the, um, what's it called, toe prick. Okay, yeah, blood or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, so they can test it there. So usually babies get diagnosed before they're six weeks old. Mm-hmm. But, oh, wow. but that didn't come in until 1987. So I slipped through that. Yeah. Um, and mum was sort of told that she was overprotective and that there was nothing wrong with me. I was. Is this from the doctors? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I think they went through being dairy intolerant, soy intolerant, like all of those things because I wasn't gaining weight okay. um, and all of those things. And it was actually my grandfather who was a GP oh, that yeah, said to true. mum, get Claire tested for cystic fibrosis. Wow. And that's how I was diagnosed. Okay, so from that point, have you ever spoken to your mum about emotion, like how she kind of dealt with finding that out at when you were at three? Like. It'd be so hard being a mum and knowing that your child is not right and the doctor's literally telling you she's fine. Like, yeah, that'd be hard. Oh, yeah. She was so stressed, so angry, I think. Yeah. Just being told that, like, there's nothing wrong with her. You're being an idiot. Go away. Um, But then when I was diagnosed, she was, I think, a bit of a relief as well because there was answers and they knew that from that point there was something they could do to help me put on weight and grow on because I was so little. Yeah. What do... 
do they do from then on? <coughs> what are some symptoms and side effects of having CF growing up? Um, so with the digestive system, if you're not on mm-hmm. enzymes, you have malabsorption, which you just don't um, absorb get. anything. Yeah. yeah, you don't get any nutrients. So underweight, short, as you can tell, I'm mm. short. Um, and then there's the lung side of it, rec- recurrent lung infections, yeah. mucus from everywhere. Um, so basically the mucus affects all parts of your body. So it's in your lungs, it's in your other organs, reproductive organs, sinuses, everywhere. So that'll build up, lead to infections, lead to hospitalisations. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and then, oh, then yeah, want sorry. antibiotics to clear out all that. Yeah. And then that's just a cycle. You're, just a you're, cycle. You're prone to it. Okay. Yeah. So generally they'll start you on a oral antibiotics and mm. intense physiotherapy. Yeah. Um, which is called airway clearance. Mm-hmm. Back in when I was baby, it was called, what did mum call it? Thumps and bumps where they literally oh, like yeah. bang you on the back yeah. to loosen up the um, mucus like in mucus. your airways yeah. um, to cough it up. Um, now they've got all different types of like air pressure and stuff yeah. like that to wow. loosen it up. Um, and then if that didn't work, you'd end up in hospital. Yeah. So, IV antis. Yeah. So you would take medication every day? Because I do remember growing up, like you would be in hospital quite a bit, like for a long, like you'd be in there for a few weeks, wouldn't you? Yeah, generally 10 days to two weeks. Yeah. And during that time, what do they, like, what do you have to, what do they do? Um, so it's just IV antis and yeah. physio. Is that because um, of an infection or yeah. you just for like standard procedure? No, just for infection yeah. usually. Um, but later on in my life, it was more as maintenance. Yeah, okay. Because I was so sick. Yeah. With CF, is it, does it always require a, say, a lung transplant or something or are there different severities? Not always a lung transplant. Some people can go their whole lives without a lung transplant. And now there's new medication that um, pretty much, I don't want to get it wrong, but um, it fixes the gene defect in the person. So instead of, if you imagine a CF person, these medications sort of turn you into a carrier. Okay. So it fixes that gene defect that causes the thick mucus. Um, So that prolongs life and prolongs long health and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but most people my age would probably get to the point of lung transplant if that's yeah. what they choose to do. Just anyone listening, do you feel comfortable saying how old you are? What do you think I am? <laughs> I'm going to say you're our age. <laughs> our age. No, I'm 38. Yeah. Yeah, 38. Yeah. What do you mean by people your age? Because growing up these new modular medications weren't available. So they've only become available in the last... 10 years, I want to say. Okay, so people born with CF like in the last 10 years probably won't need it because they've got these medicines that will preserve preserve, their lung health. and Or even people that are just a bit younger than me um, would be able to preserve their lung Mm. health or even um, make it better. So, for instance, I've got a couple of friends that were borderline borderline being listed for lung transplant, Mm -hmm. started these meds and their lung function's gone up like 20%, even more. Yeah. Their weight's gone up 20 kilos. Like, oh, wow. It's, it's crazy. I think so, actually the, a lady on last season's maths, maths yeah, had she um, did. CF and just started a new medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah she did. Yeah, yeah she yeah. did. Yeah, uh, Trikafta, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Ah. Yeah. So, like, medication has obviously advanced so much. But going back to – so the reason – another reason why we wanted you on is because next week is organ like, organ donation week. week. Awareness, <laughs> week. Awareness week. It's yeah. from the 23rd of July, which is Sunday, until the 30th, yeah. which – 
they want to create awareness about, you know, being an organ donor and because mm. how important it is. And yeah. the statistics are actually wild in Australia. But Only 7 million people are organ don- donate- yeah. donators. Donators. Reg- yeah. 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 Registered we- to donate. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people say they want to donate, but they're not registered. So that's yeah. the reason why they do this week. And we wanted to have you on because you have had um, an organ transplant. Is that I how have. you say Yeah. yeah. So going back to the medication so advanced and stuff like that. At what age did you go on a wait list or you know you needed an organ? Like, can you tell us about that journey? Um, Probably from the age of about 30, okay. I knew that at some point I would have to consider organ donation. Okay. Um, I was going into hospital like every maybe three months uh-huh. um, for aunties and then it just got more and more and more. Um. When did I get married? 2016. Okay. Um, I was very close to needing a lung transplant then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that following November, okay. I was listed. And I then think. how long did it take from being listed to getting it like that? Period. You just I skipped through a whole through period. Sorry, okay, okay, sorry, 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 sorry. My head was going, going back, going back. You go and then tell me that after. Sorry. No, because I was going to say, like, when you're listed, are you're given a number? No. Oh. No, no. I, I think it works like that in the States. Yeah. Okay. But here it's purely on, like, how sick you are um, and then it comes down to things like size, tissue type, blood type, what organ you need. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, it's just sort of, yeah, how, you don't know where you are on the list. Wow. Oh, wow. And so... Between getting that call, you have you can't. Tra- I presume you can't travel. I presume you, yeah. your life's on hold if you're on a list. Yep, literally. Even if I want to go more, I think it was more than an hour away from the Alfred, I had to let them know. Oh, wow. Because if you get the call, you have to be there within two hours, I think it was. Jeez. So if you're like, so if I was in Kyneton, yeah. um, they would have had to have let me know and I would have had to go in the car and bolted. Oh, Wow. Now so, you're now you're all question Tully. <laughs> no, sorry, I actually have a question before that. So what other are there any other things that you have to do in that period, like to make sure you're healthy or like what? So the CF team at the Alfred will decide when the time is right for you to be um referred to the transplant unit. Okay. Um, which I think was maybe 10 months before okay. I was actually listed. Um and then they kind of monitor your health and when it gets to a point, they do all work up. So you have to go into hospital, I think it was for three days, and they did bone scans, tissue match, tissue, tissue typing, blood typing, dental checks. Oh, wow. Um, like site checks. I can't remember, but it was three days of just nonstop appointments. Uh-huh. Um, and then once they've got all those results, I'll decide when to put you on the list. Okay. Which was November 11th. 2016. You were then on the list. list. That, that, was, that was the day I signed the paper. Wow. And then, okay, so now my question. <laughs> so from November the 11th, where, how long did it take until you got that phone call? It was about six months. Wow. That's quite quick in it, my I, head. In my case, and every case is very different, yeah. it was really quick. Okay. Um, I actually had two, so I had two calls before the one that went ahead okay. that didn't go ahead. So sometimes a donor will come up. Yeah. Um, and then they'll do the checks on the donor, but they'll actually let the transplantee know that there's a potential donor okay. to get you to the hospital, get you worked up, and then they'll look at the donor and then something might be wrong. Okay. And 
uh, it'll it's be cancelled. Right. Okay. So like, that's wait, so what emotion, emotion yeah, yeah, what comes up for you in that? Like the first time it happened was really hard. Yeah. Um, I remember so I'm one of four girls. Yeah. All of the girls came to my house as soon as I got the call. And I think they said be here in because I lived in Pasco Vale yeah. all the time. Be here in two hours or something. Mm-hmm. So they all came and you know, like everyone was a wreck. And then I think we waited at the hospital for about eight hours. <gasps> um, they did all my bloods. They pump you full of antibiotics and stuff before the surgery. Okay. Um, and then they came in and said, look, sorry, the organ isn't viable. Oh, yeah. And I remember sit- sitting in there with Lee, my husband, mum and dad, and we're like, like, what happens now? And they're like, just go home. Do they – Do it. they? Forewarn you of that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. right. Yeah, you know, I th- I can't remember what the stat is. I think it might be like one in five don't go ahead. Oh, so you knew it wasn't yeah. like a shock. But no. how did you, did you cry? Like were you upset or were you just no, like numb? I think I was pretty numb. Yeah. Um, And then the second time it happened was on my nephew's birthday oh. and all I could think about was ruining Jack's birthday. Oh, I was stop. like, oh my God, I've just ruined his birthday. This is awful. That didn't go ahead. Okay. And then we got home. I think it was about eight hours again. Got home and Lee was like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I'm going to go to Jack's birthday. I'm not going to sit here and, like, feel sorry for myself. And I remember Jack, I don't know if he told me or Nicole, the um, bear, 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 oh, no, he didn't call me bear, bear. Claire Bear shouldn't feel sad. The best birthday present would have been her lungs. And I was just like. Oh, my God, stop. Um, I was like, he was, what, 11, 12 at the time. And I was just like, you beautiful little soul, you. Um, so then when you finally got the vi- and the lungs were viable and your all systems ahead, what's that like? I didn't believe it was going to go ahead. Yeah. yeah. We, we got called in. So <laughs> I missed the call. Lee missed the oh. second call. Oh. I missed the third call and then I looked at my phone. It was like 7 o'clock in the morning and I was like, no, not like it, it was two days later, like two yeah, days yeah, after yeah. Jack's birthday. I was like, surely not. And I rang the transplant coordinator back and he was like, oh, here we go again. I thought, okay. So we went in and the whole time I didn't believe it was going to happen. The coordinators were like, no, nah, this is a really good match. It's going to go ahead. Yeah. We're pretty sure. We're pretty confident. And I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. I know that you can be on the operating table and, and it still get cancelled. Oh, God. So when they, cause they put an epidural in yeah. um, to numb and I was like, no, nah, still not going ahead. And yeah, it went ahead. Like I don't remember wow. much after that. but. That's crazy. Going back, so they were calling you in the middle of the night. Mm. Do you have to sleep with your phone on loud every It's like you're on call. I had to change my ringtone after I had my transplant because the ringtone gave you gave me yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Yeah. it would. Far out. So just did I don't know if we mentioned this before, but did we say you got new lungs? I don't yeah, know. I don't know no. if we did or I not. I don't know. I had a double lung transplant. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you had a double so you had a double lung transplant and yeah. then so that happened. How did you feel after that? What's the recovery like? Do um, you feel like how a long's new person? The, how long's the operation? I think it was six hours. Wow. Okay, so it's quite intense. Yeah, yeah. I think I came out at like I think I went in about two. And came out around eight or nine. Wow. I think. Just for my head, because there's still from the I know very little about organ transplant, but I do know that like they have to take, and that like you have to be on medication. So there's still like you might have had it, but when are you over the hill and you're like, fuck, it actually worked? Probably never. Okay, <laughs> oh, really? Um, yeah. So there's always a chance of rejection. 
Um, I think, At any stage in life. Wow. Yeah. Um, so in the first year, I think the chances, I can't remember the stuff, but it's pretty high. If you can get through that first year, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, and then as the years go on, the more chance of rejection is likely. Oh, wow. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So you've um, had these lungs for six years, I'd yeah. say. Wow. Yeah. But I, again, very, very lucky. Yeah. yeah. I've not had one bit of rejection. Touch wood, like, yeah. yeah. How like good? Acute or chronic. So, yeah. yeah. Um, they can treat sometimes if they get it early and it's an acute set of chronic, um, acute rejection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can treat it. But if it's chronic, then generally at some point you'll be relisted for another transplant. Yeah. With receiving an organ donation, is there some kind of, especially when you're at the hospital about to get it, is there some kind of like you are so ecstatic you're about to get your new lungs, but for you to get your new lungs, did you do you ever think, oh, fuck, some family is like probably going through the worst stage oh, of their life? 100%. Oh, yeah. I still get it every year on my transplant anniversary. I just think like we are celebrating the last yeah. six years yeah. of greatness whereas some families mourning their loved one yeah and that's something you don't get over yeah yeah um yeah that's probably the hardest hardest part of it yeah is it really yeah, oh, yeah I actually I never just, thought of I that I just wouldn't yeah. think about that but and I reading through organ donation I didn't know that one person donating could save seven people's mm. lives yeah that's like, crazy like eyesight liver lungs tissue, heart, mm. it's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. yeah, and that's why next week is so important for awareness of yeah. what it can do and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and I know we're talking about this off air before. Sarah was talking about it. Are you allowed to know anything about your donor? No, so it's completely confidential. Um, you can write a letter mm-hmm. um, which gets sent to the donor family mm-hmm. and then they decide if they respond. Okay, yeah. Oh, it's so crazy. This is yeah. a personal question. Would you yes. ever want to do that? I have written a letter. Yeah. Haven't sent it. Okay. okay. Um, but I did write it pre-COVID um, and a lot has changed in the last yeah. three years. Do you know what? Even just writing it down to yourself it's might be a bit of like cathartic. letting. Yeah, it kind of, it's like journaling. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. And it was kind of eye-opening to me, like how much I've done in the last, what was it, like three years before when I wrote it. Like I'd travelled overseas. Yeah. Lee and I had done things that we hadn't done or never done in however long we've been together. Yeah. Um, and just like seeing my nieces and nephews grow yeah, up yeah. and being able to play with them mm. and stuff because before that I couldn't run around with them. I yeah. couldn't like it was just Can, normal for them to come visit yeah. me in hospital. Would would you like to know who you received the lungs from? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I'd like to know, but then other times it's probably ignorance is bliss. If that's yeah. what I, said, I, I was like, yeah. you, I personally might have a story attached to the person. Then if I got it, it'd be completely different. Yeah. I'm like, I would have rather not not known. Create yeah. the person in your yeah. head. Yeah. I just want to go back. What are some of the things that you never thought you could do that you've done with your partner? Travel. Mm. Yeah. Never travelled pre-transplant. Yeah. Is that and because you just didn't know if you were going to get unwell? Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a risk. It's a risk. Yeah. Especially like if I got sick somewhere a friend of mine did get sick in America oh wow oh yeah it's expensive there too yeah and I had I think she was in ICU for like two weeks wow and yeah the medical bills were wild yeah Yeah. so just things like that yeah it's just not an option really yeah Mm. um what else have we done bought a house crazy um I was gonna say got married but we got married before the transplant yeah um yeah, just, I don't know, just living a normal life. Yeah, yeah. Just normality. Tully's always described 
Jess's sister to me as the life of the party. Yeah. And as, no, I'm actually no, not joking. I'm, I'm not joking either. This is how she's always described you to me and has always lived your life. And I, sitting here, I'm like, I think that's Claire just naturally. I don't think it would have been Different a, a if, side product of if you had CF or mm, not. I don't think so either because I think the best thing mum and dad ever did for me was treated me the same as my yeah. sisters. Yeah. And like Nicole and Kaz and Jess are all loud, stupid people. Mm. Oh, that sounds really mean. They're very we've got like, loud personalities. We've got very They're loud very personalities. Funny. Yeah. Lee and I were talking about this the other day yeah. and we're pretty sure that it goes from eldest to youngest in loudness. So yeah. <laughs> Nicole's loudish, yeah. Kaz is loud, then there's me and then there's Jess who's a whole other level Je- of loud. You've met Jess before. Yeah. Like she's like <laughs> loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, fun. no, like I was, I say this, I'm like, there's someone that like I always, you just live life, even growing up, like you were always like fun having, you know, Thanks. a good, no, like <laughs> good times. Like, you know, you never let it like make you look, you know, different or anything like no, that. You're never always, a victim of your diagnosis. No, you were always like yeah, parties, like always buying us alcohol. Sorry, <laughs> mum, if you're listening. Sorry, Judy, but she did. Um, no, but like that's part of like growing up and stuff like that. Yeah. But you always, yeah, never let it be a victim yeah. you know, on that kind of stuff. And I think that's a really good quality to have. And I think like kudos, exactly what you said to your parents because yeah. they mm. probably never had that mentality. Yeah, exactly. No, like yeah. they threw me in the pool when I was 18 months old and – I'm pretty sure that's what kept me healthy for so long was because yeah. they got me in the pool and swimming kept my lungs mm, so yeah. healthy. But they did the same for Jess. Yeah. They did the same for Kaz. I don't, can't remember if Nicole swam or not. But oh, yeah, And so. I was always playing netball and basketball yeah. and football and, like, just being active, active and yeah. wasn't any different to the other girls yeah. or my friends. Yeah. So now with a new set of lungs, you can live life just normally, completely normal. Yeah, pretty normally. Yeah. Yeah. I go into hospital for various things every now and then. Yeah. But um, not every month like I was pre-transplant. Actually, for the first six, yeah, the six months leading up to my transplant, I was on hospital in the home full time. So I was on antis nonstop. Antibiotics. Yeah. For the whole six months. Yeah. My main been longer. I remember going to see a doctor and he was like, there's nothing we can do. Mm. Like, we just need to wait for lungs. This yeah. is all we can do for you. And I was yeah. like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I remember messaging you during COVID and I know we were all very anxious about getting COVID and stuff and I know you were in the bracket, like you were in the bracket where it was dangerous if you got yeah. COVID, right? Yeah. On an like PTSD, anxiety level or whatever, how did you deal with that? Because I remember messaging you during that time um, and it would have been a bit frightening. It was frightening. Um, just purely unknown. It was everyone. Everyone was unknown. Everyone yeah. was the unknown. Um, I was one of the people that had a sign on their door that said immunocompromised, mm-hmm. do not enter. Right? Yeah. Um, but now thinking about it, it's the same for every bug yeah. for me. So yeah. whether it's RSV, mm. um, pneumonia, influenza. Anything in the Rhinovirus, like yeah, anything yeah. is, or gastro. Yeah. Anything is dangerous for me. So mm-hmm. COVID is just in the same bracket yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but back then it was pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah, it would have been so stressful. Yeah. Like, so stressful. Organ donations. I think, like what we said before, 1,700 people are on the wait list, I yeah. think. Yeah, roughly. So what, what's that? Maybe you only need 200 people to be organ donors for those people to receive what they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's only 7 million Australians signed up. Which for, like, anyone that's listening, how many Victorians are there? 
Eight million, I think. Eight million. Yeah. So that's only a state of Victoria that is actually signed up. When you think of it like that, yeah. it's fucking crazy. And it's a one in ten people are organ donors. Yes. I'm going to throw, I'm not an organ donor. I've never actually even thought about it, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, a lot of people I, don't. I've thought about it, but, and I'm probably like half of these people in yeah. these statistics. I've thought about it and I want to do it, but I haven't done it. I have, because, yeah. and I said to tell, I've never been exposed to anyone who's mm. needed an organ donation or anything. So, like, yeah. for me, it's something that's so distant. But, mm. and I'm like, fuck, like, imagine if one of my family members or Nieces one of my best nephews. friends needed something or if they were in an accident and they needed something. Yeah. Like, it seems wild that people aren't signed yeah. up. Yeah, and at the end of the day, you could be signed up, but it's actually your family that make the decision. Is it? So, um, yeah, you could be signed up. Um, God forbid anything happens yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, it's your family that make the final decision. Is it a bit silly, actually, don't you? Is it really? So Yeah, so, yeah, the biggest... Is that the stepping stone, like the biggest tackle? Yeah, is letting your family know and making sure that they know your wishes wishes because they make the decision. So if anything happens at the hospital or something like that, do the hospital know that you're an organ donor? Yeah, so it'll come up. Okay. Um, So, yeah, if you were in hospital on life support for Uh whatever reason, it would come up that you are a donor. Uh Then the team, there's a team of um, coordinators and social workers and stuff, would come to the family and say, your loved one is an organ donor, would you like to proceed? Uh, and then they say yes or no. Wow. Okay. I didn't, that's I crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone is thinking of finding out more about organ donating and all that kind of stuff, what would you recommend I'm they pretty do? sure it takes a minute to sign it up. It takes yeah. one minute. You literally go to Donate Life. Yeah. Um, the, I think it's www.donatelife.com. Yeah, I think it's written here. It's uh, Donate Life. Donatelife.gov.au. Yeah. And register you, with three taps with your yeah. Medicare app. Yeah. Wow. It's mm. so easy. Even I'm a donor. Yeah. Not that I can donate much because yeah. you want know, half my yeah. organs, but you can take my eyes, my skin. Yeah. Like whatever mm. is usable, take uh-huh. it. I feel like. So it literally yeah. takes two seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah, it literally says you can donate one minute to give someone a lifetime. Yeah. I just kind of like fathom any of, like, my loved ones, say if they're in a car accident, if they need something and they don't have access to it, like, mm. it just seems wild to me. Yeah, it is. Wow. It's pretty wild. Yeah, that is crazy. Sorry, I was just reading some other statistics. That is actually <laughs> fucking crazy. Anything that jumps out? No, I was just, I just think it's, <laughs> one, I just still can't believe that one organ donor can save the lives of seven some people. people. Yeah. Like, that it's, is crazy. Mm, and I just, crazy. like, what you were saying before, it's like, Fuck if you know touch wood if something was to happen you know and my nieces and stuff needed something it's like the fact that they have to wait that long yeah like when you put other people's lives in perspective I don't know it just yeah. like it's crazy yeah and it yeah so it comes down to again size because yeah. obviously say I need well, I need lungs again and my husband's six foot four yeah they're not going to fit, fit. Oh, in here yeah right so there's so many okay, so there's yeah. so many things Factors. that come into it it's not just Someone passes away and donates yeah. their organs. Like uh-huh. it comes down to blood type, tissue type, tissue type. Yeah, tissue type size. It's crazy. Yeah. Is there an age um, that you can become a donor? Sixteen and above. Okay. And there's is there a cap? Like my nan's ninety six. I don't know. I have. <laughs> yeah. Don't quote me. I think it's sixty five or seventy five. Yeah, right. Okay. And what about if you're like a smoker and stuff? 
You can't donate? No, you can. Oh, you oh. can. Because they'll go in and check the check. lungs and, and if the lungs right. are, are healthy enough, they'll oh. donate. Um, yeah. Okay. And so now I know you've done a bit of work with like, I don't know, is it called CF Foundation or what is that? Uh, the Royal Children's Hospital, Hospital yeah. Research Foundation. So do you still, because I've seen you on the back of the door. Is that for Oh, organ? no, that's Organ That's Foundation. okay. Yeah. So I was like at the airport, you've all probably seen if you've gone to the airport, and I sat on the toilet and I was like, holy shit, that's Claire. Claire's the Claire face like, of Organ oh, Yeah, so Australia. she was on the back of the toilet door in the airport like just staring at me and I was like, oh, my God, that is Claire. <laughs> I take a photo, I send it to you. Every weekend without a joke I get three messages going, oh, you're watching me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> New kink of mine is watching you all go to the toilet. Seriously. And I was like, oh, my God. So that was for organ. That's for what we've been talking yes, about. Yes. But you've done a lot of work for the Royal Children's Hospital CF and all that kind of stuff. Can yep. you talk us a little bit of, like, that kind of side of it? Yeah, so that's a foundation that raises money to um, uh, go into research of CF okay. Okay. for things like the modular drugs and cures mm-hmm. and um, new treatments and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we've been involved in that. God, I don't even know. Like... 15 years? I think Tally Lou's donated to that yeah, before, have we? Yeah, 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 yeah well, we have. Uh, question, is how, is CF a gene thing? Is yeah. it, yeah, okay. So it's a genetic disease. You need to have a gene from a mum and a gene from a dad okay. to have a CF to the child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, there's a one in four. So if you've got um, a carrier mother and father, it's a one in four chance of a CF kid. And so and can par- I'm that one, one in four. four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can you find out, can parents find out if they are a carrier? Yeah, yeah it's right. It's a simple blood test. Oh. Um, I think if CF isn't in your family, you have to pay for the um, blood test. Yeah. But I think it's if you're planning a family. It's just mm, a normal yeah, blood test, test that you would do um, when to see if you're so. a carrier for any um, genetic diseases. Um, but, yeah, and then you can find out through amniocentesis and stuff before yeah, the yeah. child's even born. Are there any other things that you want to do that you haven't done yet? Like you've obviously done the travel things, anything else that's on like your bucket list that you want to do? Oh, so many things. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Travel more. Yeah. yeah. Um, one way or another, Lee, Lee and I would like to have a family. Yeah. yeah. If not, well, I've got nine, eight, nine, a lot of nieces and nephews. Yeah. Um, Is it possible for people who have had organ donations to carry their own children? Yes. Yeah. It's a complicated mm. But it's possible. Task. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know with kidneys and livers it's a common thing. That you lung can't? transplants. A uh, common thing that you do. Okay. Um, lung transplant and heart transplants I think it's a bit more involved. Yeah. Okay. And it hasn't happened a lot in Australia. It's pretty it's common over in the States, but they're bigger countries. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot more data. Um but they're working on mm-hmm. okay. making it easier. That's but it's good. possible. That's but all we possible. care, yeah, That's all we yeah, care yeah. about. Can Definitely happen. Definitely possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. CF people can, like, carry. Carry. Yeah. Mm. They're fine. Um, because the mucus does cover their reproductive organs, CF women find it hard to fall pregnant naturally. Okay. Yeah. And CF men are infertile. Oh. Um, so they have swimmers. They just can't. Get the swimmers out because oh. of the mucus or the vas deferens isn't there yeah, okay. something like that. Yeah. So IVF is very common. A question actually about CF because we um, have a friend who has a son who has CF. Does yeah. CF affect males and females differently then? No. 
It's just, that, yeah, just, just the, the reproductive, reproductive yeah, part right. of it is the really only difference. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's interesting. so interesting. Yeah, it is so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, do you have any other questions about no, the donation? I'm just like, I was so fascinated by if you wanted to contact the family mm. or like. Yeah. Uh, one question that probably does come into my mind and it's probably just because of American TV shows I've watched. Do you feel any different? No. Um, you do hear things like people waking up with odd cravings that they never had. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, different things. But I've not had anything like that. Yeah. You just I feel can just breathe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I can remember. I can kind of remember waking up and I didn't feel anything different. But then I laughed and I don't remember if you remember me laughing yeah. pre-transplant. I would just go into a cough, cough yeah. oh. like nonstop. Like yeah. it was just, that's just what, how it was. And I laughed and I was just like, holy fuck. Oh, my like, God. I didn't, didn't cough. And then I spent a month in hospital, went home, and we lived in a double-storey townhouse. And I got home, had a candle burning, blew out the candle and ran up the stairs and got to the top of the stairs and I was just like, one, I just blew a candle out. Couldn't do that before. Yeah. Couldn't you? And two, I just ran up the stairs, oh which God. is not something I could do before. Wow. Like, so you couldn't feeling? blow a candle out? Yeah. It would, you didn't the have the lung, lung capacity. capacity? No. So pre-transplant, my lung capacity was, I think it was 21%. They stopped measuring it after yeah. a while. Wow. Fuck, what I, like, how did you feel when you were, like, actually realised, holy shit, like, yeah, it was like like that's such a surreal feeling. It was literally like holy shit. Yeah, um, and then Jess would come and do rehab with me. Yeah, and just walking around Queens Park Lake yeah. like five times. I was like, I feel hell? good. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't walk 150 meters before. Like, oh my god, it incredible. must be such a surreal feeling. I yeah. can't even imagine. Like, I actually I think can't. Now talking about it, you're like, oh shit. Like you've kind come- of forgotten about that. Yeah, mm. um, don't ever forget about that. I because won't. <laughs> that is like such a like. I actually don't know what that feeling would be, but it's literally like reborn again or yeah. something. One way to find out what it's like to breathe like a CF person okay. is to get a straw and breathe through the straw for 30 seconds. Like going out or in? In and out for yeah. 30 seconds and see how breathless you get. No way. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try that. Do you have that. any advice for people that might be listening that are on <clears throat> the wait list or family members on the wait <clears throat> list and how to get through that yeah, time? Because I could imagine mentally it's like hard. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard. The anxiety is mm. pretty be gnarly. Yeah, it's pretty up there. It's pretty wild. Do I you get like help through that? Like do the, the hospital give you a psychologist or anything to deal with that? I think they're getting better. Mm. That wasn't with available. That. that wasn't really a thing when I had my transplant. Um, I remember when I was on the list, I went to the CF team and I was like, I'm not sleeping. Mm. Every time my phone rings, I like jump. Yeah. Mm. Um and Lee would jump, and they put me on some medication, which I didn't really enjoy much. Mm. Um, For, like, but, anxiety? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was all I got, really. I didn't get any psych Tools or anything, or anything no. to help so, you with that anxiety? Nope. Is there anything that you implemented in your life that helped? Probably not then because I didn't have the energy or, yeah. like, the brain space. Capacity. But post, I'm definitely more aware of my mental health yeah. and making sure that I keep on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I it was during COVID I started seeing psychologists for the first time. So what was that, three years post. And all of these things came out that I didn't even realise I was holding on to. Yeah. Um, 
So I think definitely getting a psychologist. Yeah. Like whether you're waiting or post, like seeing a psych um, and getting those tools yeah. to get through and your family too because it's big on them. I think mm. sometimes the family get forgotten a lot um, in don't, in like. The whole process. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Definitely. I remember like everyone would call Lee and be like, how's Claire doing? Is she okay? Yeah. Never would someone ask if he, he was, was okay. okay. Yeah. Wow. I feel like that's just like how people, I mean, it's such a bad, yeah. we shouldn't do it, but yeah. it's like human nature. You just like forget about the person that's like on the other side. Yeah. Is there anything you've, you've learned in the process that someone listening now, they're like, yeah, I probably can't go to a psych yet, but they're mm. like, fuck, I, I can relate to how you're feeling yeah. or how you felt. Journaling. Yeah. Right. Journal down. Um, I think it wasn't until the Resilience Project that I started journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's amazing. Oh, he, I know. Yeah. Obsessed. Yeah. Um, yeah, journaling, just somehow getting, getting it, it out. out and somehow doing some form of exercise. Yeah. Um, and breathing. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm the worst meditator in the world, so I'm not going <laughs> to preach meditation. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just find whatever it is that calms you mm. and stick to it. That's good advice. And I think the advice of changing your ring ringtone afterwards. Oh, that's such a good one. I didn't even think of that. No. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah. Every, I was just like, and if I'm out and someone has that oh. ringtone, it's like, yeah, you just Yeah, it's up. not a nice feeling. It's yeah. like I could imagine it'd be like, you know, your alarm in the morning yeah. and if someone has that ringtone, you're like, oh. Yeah. Like yeah. kills you. It's yeah. like, oh, my God, PTSD. Like yeah. it'd be like that but yeah. on another level. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's crazy. Yeah. But I didn't even realise I had PTSD until I saw a psych. Mm. So much stuff comes up when you oh, see a therapist. So it's much. Why? Even stuff from when I was a kid. Yeah. A kid. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, like, where did that come from? You're like, yeah. Wow. That, yeah. And I'm a very open book. It's not that I don't mm. talk about stuff. Mm. It's just mm. like, oh, it's yeah. holding on to that. Probably should have spoken to a psych when because I lost so many friends growing mm. up. Um, What's that like? Uh, it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> um, in the sense, like, did you have a f- fear of death? I wouldn't say I ever feared death, yeah. but I always knew it was a possibility mm. as a young person. Um, I'm pretty sure mum and dad were given a life expectancy of 16. Oh, my God. So growing up, like, getting close to that age, I was like, oh, oh I'm 16. And then it slowly got to 40 and then I got older and older and older and then it's probably why people think I'm the life of the party because I was always like, oh, fuck it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to see old bones. I'll just yeah, do whatever yeah. I want. Um, and now I'm very close to 40, which is <laughs> scary. Yeah. Um, not in the sense that I'm going to die at 40, but yeah. in the sense Life of just being quick. 40. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, I w- wouldn't say I was scared of it, mm. but I just saw a lot of it. Yeah. Um, I, I have I, this vivid memory and – I remember going to like a CF lunch or something. I don't know if you ever remember this. I can't remember. It was in the city. It was with Jess and it was some lunch or something. I can't remember. Your friend, was it Christy? Yeah. She was so sweet and like I remember she was like one of your good friends and then I remember like a few months later or something you were like she's passed away and I was like at the time I'm so young but I was like I can't imagine what that's like having a bond with someone and a friendship with someone and then they're not there. It's like it would be yeah. so hard. Yeah, it was hard, um, especially Christy because Christy was my like first ride or die ever. Yeah, see her friends. So we met when we were 
four, oh, wow. I think. So, I mean, you had like such a long time being yeah. in hospital together and stuff. Oh, uh, literally every hospital admission yeah. we would be like, together. together. Yeah. And she grew up in Sunbury, so we'd have like sleepovers mm. on the weekends. And um, yeah, she passed away when we were 22, mm. I think. Um, and yeah, that sucked. Mm. Um, was she on a list to get? She had a transplant. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to say two years before she okay. passed away. Um, but she was just like a medical marvel and she passed away something completely unrelated. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, it's, yeah. I think the first funeral I went to, I was five. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and oh mum dropped me off at school after the funeral. Jesus Christ. Like she thought. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought that was normal. Yeah. Um, and I said to Lee, the other, we were just talking about this. The other day, I was like, I can't actually tell you how many funerals I've been to. That's oh, crazy. God. I hate, I, yeah. She's, ha- she I'm petrified. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like petrified. I just like, I get real, like, I'm going to cry. I get emotional. Any, like, mm. I just am petrified. So that's at a young age going to like that, like, you are so resilient. I can't even. Like, you are. I, I don't think you have a choice. Like, no, I know. In, I know. In my, in, or anyone that has a chronic illness mm. or a life-threatening condition, you don't have a choice. Mm. Like you can crumble and succumb to it or deal with it. And yeah. Move on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Take the blows as they come and yeah. keep going. Do you think it, it made you live with more gratitude growing up that, or something? I would say more so now that I'm older mm. yeah. and I can ref, like reflect on the last 38 years, I'm definitely very grateful. Yeah. And especially after having an organ yeah. donated. Like, um, yeah, you can't ever be more th- thankful yeah. for someone saving your life. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be here yeah. if I didn't have that organ donation. It's just that, like, every beautiful <clears throat> sunset, every beautiful sunrise, you just like, you know what? I'm so fucking lucky I get to experience yeah. this. Yeah. Every birthday. Yeah. They always gets into me because I do big things for my birthday. Of course you should. A hundred percent. Everyone should. The birthdays yeah. are great. Yeah. But like when you've been given a time limit, yeah. you celebrate those birthdays. Yeah. Do you have any moving forward, like I would do you have any dreams or something you want to do, like to really inspire other you know, patients or someone that's suffering or on the wait list, do you have any, like, dreams that you would love to do just in general? Like be a spokesman for some, I don't know, like anything? I don't know. I Everyone tells me that I should go out and do, like, um, motivational speaking. And you stuff, should, yeah. I don't know if, I don't know. I yeah. just don't see myself as being inspiring. I just see myself as another person that's gone through the same thing as a lot of other people have uh-huh. gone through. Yeah. Um, but Definitely with CF people, I have a real um, love of pumping them up and making sure that they know that life's worth living and Mm -hmm. that it's not a death sentence um, and you can be normal. Yeah. I think you are incredibly inspiring and I think you should do that even for the fact of talking about receiving an organ and how much that means to you and even for me now, like I know I have to speak to my family and things like that yeah. about this because it's like, I don't know, it's just a reality check that people 
are probably ignorant too. Yeah, I agree. I and if you sit in a room with 10 people, maybe one of those people will go home and be like, hey, I want to be an organ donor because I saw this lady today, she spoke and someone was able to save her life and now she's been able to go live a life. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I agree. I agree exactly what you're saying. You're so inspiring and I think having this conversation on this podcast, it's made me be like, okay, fuck, this is something I need to do and talk <laughs> to my friends and family about because – it's like one of those things you're like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it yeah. tomorrow. But it's actually fucking serious. Like, well, we've never had a conversation no. whether you want to be an organ donor or not. It's like, like I thought about it yeah. and it's just like, you, yeah, it's you've changed my like perspective, perspective on it, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you should do motivational speaking. <laughs> Such a motivational Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Lee's going to laugh when he hears you say that I'm inspiring because I hate being told I'm inspiring. No, you <laughs> actually are. And I think like if you take anything from this podcast today – can you? Because I hate taking, I hate taking compliments, don't I? I think no. You, yes, I do. I do. I, I do. Everyone's like, I do. Sarah, fuck off. I do. No, but I think if you take anything from this podcast today, not that I can't take compliments. I think you should just walk out of this room and just remember that's your mantra that you are inspiring yeah. and you're inspiring so many people. So thank you. Thanks, Can you please walk out of the room and say that? I will. Okay, I will. on repeat, in your head, <laughs> in your journal, in your head. <laughs> thank you, Claire, and thank you for sharing your story. No. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And just before we cut off, if you are thinking of donating, it takes one minute, register at donatelife.gov.au and just three taps with your Medicare yeah, One app. minute. And I'm sorry if anyone sees me watching them pee. I took a photo so I was like hey (laughs) thank you so much it's us again we're back it's Tully and Sarah and if you don't know we have an activewear brand called Tully Lou and we have Australia's favorite leggings but not only do we have leggings we've got hoodies we've got outerwear we've got everything that you may need for an active lifestyle so we want to give you guys an offer if you've never shopped at Tully Lou or if you've shopped at Tally Lou and you just want $15 off your next order, you need to take this offer and it's TL Cherry, all caps, all one word, and pop that in at checkout and you will get $15 off. So head to our website. It's www.tallyloo.com or head to our Instagram, stalk our page, use the code and let's get you all in some TL. And welcome to the family. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 